Welcome to Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavota, your electronic town hall meeting. <laughs> Join Senator Lavota, Independence Mayor Pro Tem Chris Whiting, and activist Courtney Cole for this weekly discussion about Missouri government and politics. Now here's the Missouri State Senator from the 11th District, Paul Lavota. March 19th, 2015, this is State Senator Paul Lavota. And you're listening to Dialogue. Thanks for joining us every week as we talk about Missouri politics, Missouri government, and uh, really kind of what's going on and what is not going on. And I guess we don't really talk about what's not going on, do we? <laughs> We've yet to. Cover- we sort of leave that to itself, I guess. Yeah, I guess to its own we haven't covered that yet. But I would like to uh, welcome to the program um, uh, the Independence Mayor Pro Tem, Chris Whiting, who's in his second term on the city council, lifelong resident of independence, and uh, um, um, father of two. That's probably where we should start. As far as we know. You know, that's what we should probably start at. Thank you. And I hate to do this. Every time I do it, I feel bad, but I feel like I have to. I'm actually the independence mayor right now. As our mayor Eileen Weir is out of town until yep. tomorrow. Well, we don't know when people will be listening to this. I know, but we do know as of today, Thursday, March nineteenth, when we're recording this, mm-hmm. that I am the mayor. Excellent! Wow, that's yeah. great. Congratulations! Thank you. Wait, I'm gonna shake his hand. Oh, <clears throat> yes. There you are, young lady. You have a firm handshake. The other night, I was at an event and I shook this man's hand, and he said, "My goodness, you have such a firm handshake," you know. That's what I just said. And so then he said, you're not. And I said, no, I'm not running for office. And that's what I said to him. Oh. That's too bad. Was that what he was going to ask? Yeah, I was. He was going to ask, are you running for office? You know. (laughs) You've got that politician's handshake. That's good, though. You want a firm handshake. That's right. It's confidence. It says says I'm assertive. I'm confident. You don't want the the limp, dead fish of a handshake. No, you you don't don't want the limp, dead fish. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm a little judgmental when it comes to handshakes. To be honest with you, it leaves an impression. A yeah. handshake's important. It is. It is. I agree with you from from very get go. Yeah, I'm impressed My with yours. My father taught me to have a firm handshake. Okay, well, back to back to your. So show, I'd like to also welcome to the program uh, <laughs> activist Courtney Cole. Hi, Courtney. Hey, how are you? Thank you. you. Um, I'm great. Good. Yeah, things are good. good. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm I'm glad you're here, and um, this is our weekly podcast. You know what we always do is start with news. Oh, yeah. It's true. Now the weekly news roundup. Brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Chris Whiting. Thanks, Colin. I am Chris Whiting, and this is your weekly news roundup for Thursday, March 19th, 2015. Senate committee endorses right-to-work measure. The Senate Small Business, Insurance, and Industry Committee on March 17th passed legislation that would prohibit companies from voluntarily negotiating labor contracts that require employees who benefit from union representation to pay dues for the services they receive. The measure, Senate Bill 127, now heads to the full Senate. The House of Representatives has already approved a similar bill, which supporters dub right to work several weeks ago, but the House measure has yet to be heard by a Senate committee. The House passed its bill, House Bill 116, on a vote of 91-64 to 2, falling well short of the 109 votes needed to override an expected veto by Democratic Governor Jay Nixon in the event a right-to-work bill reaches his desk. Uh, This is a very bad bill, very bad for the middle class of Missouri, very bad for wages um, of the other states who have similar legislation. Their wages are down, their economy is not as strong. And it's just simply an attempt to uh, break the political powers 
of, of unions who, by the way, have less power than they used to have, and only about um, 11% of the workers in the state of Missouri are a member of the union, and uh, certainly not all of them vote a certain way. It's just a complete political um, myth that uh, this would be good for our state to be actually very destructive to our state. Yeah, I agree. Nothing to add? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> well put. I, I'm very glad to hear that it's not veto-proof, the margin so far. How, how do you see it going in the full Senate? Uh, you know, I, I guess I question even bringing it up to the full Senate. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, Good. I, I hope it doesn't. Uh, if so, there'll be lots and lots of time being spent on the bill. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, maybe that will show that other parties uh, should be used on that valuable time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tax policy or something could be discussed instead right. of... No, I don't know. That, that's not coming up either. Oh, okay. There's well, lots of things that... Medicaid expansion? That's what we should be doing, but I'm just saying that maybe... Maybe they'll see that uh, few of us want to talk about this measure for a very long time if it comes to the floor, and mm-hmm. they'll decide to do something else. There's something in the Senate where I know you can talk a long time. Yes. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's called being a senator. Ah, Yes. House approves banning municipal bag bans. What? What? The House of Representatives on March 19th voted 114-38 to 2 in favor of legislation that would prohibit Missouri cities from prohibiting merchants from using paper or plastic bags for customer purchases. You're the one talking about a bag. Come on, Lucas. Or from imposing a tax or fee for providing such bags. The bill, House Bill 722, now advances to the Senate. The bill was filed in response to a proposed Columbia City ordinance that would have prohibited grocery stores and other retailers from using plastic bags and required merchants to charge a fee for providing paper bags. The ordinance, which the Columbia City Council ultimately decided not to pursue, was intended to reduce landfill waste and encourage customers to use reusable sacks. This is what your conservative, radical legislature likes to do they like to spend a lot of time on bills that say that the federal government shouldn't tell us about health care or our environment or anything like that how we use our rivers mm-hmm. um all kinds of stuff that come up but boy oh boy how dare a city decides on its own some environmental um uh, measure that you know if they decide to ban the bag, as it were, as it's called in Columbia, it's only they're the ones who have to deal with the the things that would go to the landfill anyway. So, mm-hmm. well, I, the hypocriticalness, hypocriticalness, hypocritical yeah, nature, word, Hi- sure. hypocritical nature of of this measure just is mind-boggling mm-hmm. by a group of radicals who don't want to have anything to do with the federal government telling them anything at all that's good for our uh, state. You know, if Columbia wants to do this, then Columbia should do this. If you guys, independents, wants to do this, that's their issue as well. I will not be voting for Chris Whiting if he goes for this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying that, but that's the natural consequence, and the the local citizen should have a, uh, a a right to decide this. And it's really hypocritical for this radical group of people to say that they shouldn't. Well, it certainly is because they're, they're the first to get up in arms when the federal government says, hey, you need to do this. All right. Right. And then it's local control, get out of our business. But mm-hmm. then they turn around to the municipalities and say, no, you need, no, 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 no. We'll tell you what's That's best right. for you. That's right. Right. Well, these guys are all about smaller government and here they are. 
doing the very thing, yeah. just like what you said. Yeah, well, perpetrating did, big government. Additionally, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, the, uh, the Missouri uh, Petroleum Association, the Missouri Grocers Association, they know that there's unlimited uh, campaign donations that they can give at the state level, so they do that so they know they have more influence at the state level as opposed to um, a city council someplace, so they want to use mm-hmm. their... Um, influence there. Sure. So, really frustrating. Yes. House approves cutting lifetime welfare benefits in half. The House of Representatives on March 18th voted 115 to 44 to slash the maximum lifetime benefits a welfare recipient could receive from the existing 60 months to 30 months. Under the House version of the bill, Senate Bill 24, roughly 18,000 of Missouri's poorest residents, about two-thirds of whom are children, would lose their cash benefits under the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families program. As originally passed by the Senate in Senate Bill 24, Senate Bill 24 would cut lifetime benefits to a maximum of 48 months. The House and Senate must negotiate the differences between their versions before a final vote can be taken to send the bill to the governor. This is another ridiculous bill that the radicals are, are pushing, um, saying that these uh, welfare, recipi- welfare recipients are somehow um, getting a free ride, I guess. Um, there's no uh, really any proof that the, this hurts our budget. These are uh, poor families with children. And, um, you know, I, I think I said on the, the Senate floor, if it's easy to be poor, then why doesn't everybody try to do it? You know, I mean, that's that's really uh, just picking on a group of people who have no representation to um, create uh, uh, text for their next campaign brochure. Something I noticed here, Paul, that I learned uh, from a previous story, it takes 109 votes in the House of Representatives to override a veto. That is true. And this passed with 115. Yes. Is this something Should you we could go see- to the computer to see what the difference is? Yeah, let's go to the, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Computer, let's have Lucas do that Six. for us. You're the one that, uh, okay, oh, she figured it out. Oh, okay, well, thank you, activist yeah. Courtney Cole. Thanks. You're welcome. So, this could be veto-proof, potentially, yes, if absolutely. the governor were to, would you see the governor vetoing this? I have no idea. Okay. Another thing I don't see in here, in Europe. <laughs> of course, is is how much money would be, saved or they they think would be saved by doing this is it substantive at all do you know because you know? the the money that would be cut from benefits go into education early childhood education that was part of the the bill so there was no there's no real savings okay plus the money is federal money that is administered by the state oh okay it's just basically showing these folks that they should go out and get a job well and pull yourself up by your bootstraps right. by golly yeah yeah. Oh boy. So it's really a a, a, a a terrible bill that picks on our, our most vulnerable citizens in the state. And finally, Nixon picks ex Joplin police chief as DPS director. Governor Jay Nixon on March 19th nominated retired retired Joplin police chief Lane Roberts as the next director of the Missouri Department of Public Safety. Roberts, a 42-year law enforcement veteran, was Joplin police chief from 2007 until 2014. According to a news release from the governor's office, Roberts was instrumental in coordinating the local, state, and federal emergency response following the tornado that devastated Joplin on May 22, 2011. 
Since his retirement last year, Roberts has taught criminal justice at Crowder College in Neosho. If confirmed by the Senate, Roberts would replace Dan Isom, who resigned as public safety director on March 2nd after just six months on the job. Yeah, I think it was a shame that uh, Director Isom resigned, uh, went back to St. Louis, wasn't there very long. Um, I guess we'll have to move forward on um, Chief Lane Roberts. Uh, I serve on the gubernatorial appointments committee, and part of the advisor consent process of the Senate is that they'll come before that committee and we'll have to decide if that is the right fit or not. So and, be and looking forward to that. Do you know why Isom resigned? Um, just not a good fit. Or yeah, what? just he he didn't he didn't like it. I mean, oh. he didn't want, he's a St. Louis guy. He's in Jeff City. He just want to go back to St. Louis. Okay. I mean, that's what the press ha- has indicated. Wow. Well, very good. Well, I guess we'll see how Lane Roberts does. Certainly wish him the best. Sure. And that, my friends, is your weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're really pleasure. appreciate that. That's, that's my pleasure. That's what's been going on. And um, last week we didn't have a uh, dialogue. Program no, we did not. Because we were all busy. Mm-hmm. Because on March 12th was an important day. It was a very important day. Yes. Um, Chris Whiting had a birthday party. Aww. Right? It's yeah. your birthday, Chris. Yeah. Happy birthday Thank you very much. Another year older, another year wiser. And we had a great event. We did. Had a fantastic event. Good, good turnout for uh, my birthday fundraiser and it was uh good to see not not just see the people stop by but I mean, there are a lot of people in the city that are very passionate about issues that are important to them and it's great to hear from those people when they stop by and talk to you and tell you what they think you're doing well and in mm-hmm. some cases they tell you what you should be doing better in their opinion now where did where was that it was at the rhineland restaurant on the independent square it's an authentic german restaurant Ooh, with sounds good delicious food mm. and uh lots of different types of german beers if people are into that Ooh. sort of thing and who isn't they've got a wonderful little area in the bar a little kind of a party room off by itself and it's it's great centrally located right there on the Located. Well, I'm the one saying located. <laughs> right there on the Independent Square and uh, had a great event. Courtney was a huge help in that. I want to thank you publicly. She took some pictures, much. I understand. She did, yes. And, yeah. and nearly everyone enjoyed having their picture taken. Well, it was a good suggestion for a place. I'll say that. And I want to compliment you, Chris. You did a great job of like going around and visiting with everybody. And you gave them your time and attention. And oh. I just thought that that was... Really good. And it was a beautiful day. So thanks for having your birthday on that day. And yeah, yeah. You had a, you had a speech. Yeah, you gave I a speech. did. I gave a little speech. I dozed off during part of it. But what is it that you said? <laughs> well, I dozed off a bit myself. Yeah. Now, I talked about uh, my main point, you know, besides thanking everyone for the support, which I could not be doing this without the support of the people out there. Heck, the support of the people in this very room right now. Well, but I wanted to talk about some of the things that um, we're working on that I, I have three more years on this term that I'm in right now, but there's some long-term things that I'm passionate about that I'm working on that I want to see through. And I talked about uh, one of the things when I first took office, I asked the city manager, I said, economic development is important. I hear anecdotally from people where we have uh, vacant retail and commercial space, but can you tell me specifically where it is? And he said, I, you know what? I can't. We, we've never mapped that out. So it's taken over a year because, you know, mm-hmm. the city short-staffed, mm-hmm. like every place else, we've had to cut back. 
but they now have a map that shows every vacant location. Oh, so great. now now we know the pockets, mm-hmm. areas that are really in need, and now we can come in. The Inglewood Arts District is a great example of concerned citizens who wanted to make their business district better. And so they partnered with the city. I mean, they did the lion's share of the work, but we brought people in who said, hey, we're interested in doing business and independence. Well, you know what? You might be a great fit for Inglewood. And now we can do that in other areas. And we've got a group that's uh, starting grassroots effort in Fairmount. And it's citizens that want to save the Fairmount shopping district. And so they are mobilizing and they're going door to door and they're getting groups of people that are interested because government can't do economic development by itself. But we can be a good partner for people that are interested in, in making economic development happen in their area. So now, now that we know where the areas are, it's time to strategize. It seems that your next step Great. would be to try to identify what kind of businesses are there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know? Yes. And what what certain areas can support. I mean, right. you look at your demographics, there are certain mm-hmm. types of businesses yeah. that oh, certain neighborhoods look can at my support. Demographics. Okay, I have them here. Go okay. ahead. Okay, yeah. So some areas can support, um, say, a Save-A-Lot grocery store. Save some areas can support a, a hen house or a price chopper. And you just need to be realistic about what some people fits like where. to save a lot. Yeah, some people don't give a darn. <laughs> right. Okay. So that was that was the gist of my speech. But there are some things that uh, public safety is another one that I didn't get into in my speech. But um, that's very important here in Independence. And it, I'm sorry, I'm going off here. It goes back to economic development. Businesses don't want to locate in a city that doesn't have a good record of public safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't want to put their their life savings or life work in an area where they're likely to have it destroyed by someone. Right. That right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we've got a public safety tax that uh, will be coming up for renewal at some point uh, this year. And so, you know, just there's several things we're working on long term that I, I want to see through. I'm glad to be in this seat. I'm glad to be a part of what's happening. And I want to see it through at the end. Chief Lane Roberts may help with that, too. Hey, that'd be great. Yeah. Really? Because I also talked about um, a crime lab hmm, that would be extremely helpful when you talk about public safety. And I'm I'm the one talking about public safety. Yeah. But yeah, it would be really idea, helpful to have a, a crime lab so that we can adjudicate our cases quicker so we don't have people sitting yeah. in jail for months right. waiting for... For evidence to be processed, when we could do it in a matter of weeks, if we had a crime lab. Well, I went in on this. Okay. Um, the the uh, House representatives in their budget has um, appro- has put in their budget goes to the Senate now, but passed the House where money would be appropriated to the Missouri Highway Patrol to um, handle some of the um, crime cases in in Independence and the surrounding area. So that's good news. Oh, that's great news. And it's if anyone's wondering, well, what about the independence crime lab? That's what I used to refer to it as. But the truth of the matter is, it's the state of Missouri that's running it. So mm-hmm. it's not an independence. It's not even only for independence. It's for the state of Missouri. And it will be staffed by state employees, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not independence. We need that's to make right. that clear. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yes, we need to make that, that very clear. So, yes. Anything else we need to know, Chris, that can keep us up to date since we haven't oh, heard from you in a long time? Yeah, I, I want to talk about a few things that have sure. uh, been happening. I mean, just pretend like that microphone's on. Go for it. As I mentioned at the top of the program, I am 
currently uh, filling in for Mayor Eiling Weir. So I got to I got to run our last city council meeting, and and the last few council meetings we've had several citizen requests to speak. And Ooh, interesting. There are people talking to us about Independence has a breed specific ban on pit bulls in the city, mm-hmm. and these are animal activists who want us to repeal that ban. And so we've been hearing from a lot of them, getting a lot of emails, getting a lot of feedback on both sides of the issue. So this is something I I don't know what action is going to be taken, if any, but the mayor has suggested to these people that there are certain issues that perhaps should be decided by the entire city and not just seven people. So we'll see if a ballot initiative happens, if it if it comes before the council. But it's something that um, I guess I, I'm saying this because I want people out there listening to this program, however they feel on either side of the issue, to know that we're listening to their concerns and know that this is going to have to be addressed one way or another. So, but it, it's always fun to run a meeting when the mayor's gone, and uh, I had a really good time. Uh, being in charge, and there was some fun parliamentary stuff that happened, really? and yeah, it was <laughs> fun cool, parliamentary so. stuff. That's weird. Did you guys pull out the Robert's Rules of Order? We did have like, to. Yes, we did have to pull out Robert's Rules of Order. It it, it was, um, yeah, just fun to try and figure out. Okay, are are we procedurally doing this correct? As people were making amendments to motions and ordinances, and then <laughs> then amendments to amendments, and so it, it was. It was. Did a good you time. just end up doing what you wanted to since you were the chair? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, good. I you, mean, you should be you should be a Senate Republican. <laughs> well, I was the man with the big gavel, and uh, I was the decider. So there you go. Very good. Fun stuff. Um, also wanted to mention that currently going on right now, and I know you can listen to this anytime, but this is Thursday, March nineteenth. The NAIA Women's Division One Championship is taking place in Independence at the Independence Events Center, and on March now, the seventeenth. Yes, sir. Now, so that that started yesterday, right? Right. How's Cotty College doing? I don't know how Cotty College is doing. Okay. I'll That's have to I'm check for you. Yeah. yeah. The Comets? Yeah. The is Com- that their mascot? You didn't know? I No, I didn't know. Sorry. <laughs> I was at Chipotle Tuesday, mm, though, and the good. Westminster came in. Oh. And uh, they're in time. And they're from Fulton, I mm-hmm. believe. They sure are. So they came in. There were probably 20 girls. So... I got to speak to the all of the teams and all of the NAI representatives at the opening banquet. Mm-hmm. And it was at the brand new Stony Creek Inn, which looked beautiful, by the way. All three of their giant ballrooms full, standing room only. I, I'm guessing five, six, seven hundred people in mm-hmm. there, just wow. jam-packed. And I'm walking through the lobby. I and was invited There's to 32 that. teams of women's women's basketball. Yeah, why didn't you go? Yeah, Cotty invited me to go. I couldn't make it then. I had another thing going on. Oh, that's but if too I'd bad. have known that you were speaking, then I really would have maybe tried to get out of it. I could have gone. Really? Well, I posted team. a few pics on my um, on my Facebook page, so you cool. can go out there and check those out. Yeah, well, that's great. But I got to talk to them. I got to meet Jackie Styles, a, a great player from Missouri State. Like cool. this, I believe I have this right. The second highest scoring women's basketball player in NCAA history. She was the keynote speaker, and it was from the Flint very Tropics. Cool. Not no, that's Jackie Childs. I made the same mistake. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was very excited. <laughs> I, I thought that, uh, yeah, Jackie Childs was, and uh, what is it, Love Me? What, what's his What's his famous song? I'm, I'm not sure what you're talking about. What? Jackie Childs song. You, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't? 
Okay. Well, think. You might come up with it. Okay. But it was so amazing to walk through the lobby and have 32 teams mm-hmm. of women's Division One basketball players. You and, were intimidated and, and, in any way? I was. I was. And they were all, not all, but for the most part, wearing heels, very, you know, looked great, very proud of, of their height. And I just walked through. What? There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, what is happening right now? Come on, girl. Oh, yeah. no. This is the Jackie Style song. Okay, go ahead. So, walking through the lobby, and you've got women that are, you know, six foot, six two, six four, wearing six inch heels. I felt like a little, little man. But it was so cool to see them in such a great event, and it just highlights to me the types of events we can I was going to say, love me gently, but I knew that wasn't right. Okay. But I think it it uh, shows what kind of events we can host here, how how big of events we can actually handle. So That's excellent. Yeah. So that was cool. And a bunch of good, good group of, uh, you know, scholar athletes. And, yes. You know, that's, that's very positive to bring to town. Very positive. And we get to showcase our city a little bit. You know, they get to come in from all over. I mean, we have teams from Montana, from Kentucky, mm-hmm. and they get to see independence, which they probably would not, uh, were they not, did we not have this event, were they not playing basketball, and hopefully some of them will come back. I certainly invited them to. That's great. Oh. And <laughs> finally, a, a, another little piece of good news. You guys probably remember um, a couple of years ago when we lost our YMCA at uh, here in Independence. And yes. that was tragic and a lot of our senior citizens use that facility to work out well we've renovated the sermon center it looks great on the inside really yeah in fact i would suggest uh that each of you go and take a tour sometime you you'll be amazed at how nice it is wow, in there okay now. and check this the sermon center has sold 442 memberships since january 1st of those 268 were new memberships and 174 were renewals Look out. So we are really getting an uptick in membership at the newly renovated Sermon Center, and that's great. All right. Yeah. And the membership for that is it's not like a standard health club, is it? It's No. It's more for classes and stuff, right? Well, both, right? You you could become a member, and it's crazy cheap. I hope I give this out right. For an individual, 30 bucks for a year. Okay. For a family, 60 bucks for a year. And then there are some classes that you have to pay extra. I think if you want to do yoga, it's like $2 a class. Now, if or they something. mention you at all, it's do you cheap. get it like a discount or anything? Tell them Chris sent you and okay. you'll get a little something special. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, like a question. Chris, yeah. Who? yeah like who's Chris? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you'll get. So that's, uh, that's all I have. Um, we have a, a study session coming up on Monday. And I am actually moving over the next week and a half, so most of my time will be devoted to that as opposed to city stuff. But as soon as I'm in, boxes are unpacked. I'll be right back at it. But you're moving. You're staying within independence. Oh, I certainly am. Yes. I felt there's a panic through the the podcast internet connection. No, I will be able to... be able to re- retain the title of lifelong independence resident after this move. Okay. So, well, congratulations! Thank on you that. so much. Appreciate it's it. Your birthday. You got the love me sexy. You got the moving. You got all kinds of stuff going on. Got a new but, job before long. Got stuff going on. And I understand why you're doing this because you're trying to keep up with Courtney Cole, one of the most exciting lives, <laughs> next to maybe I don't know George Clooney. 
Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, someone like that. How often have you been compared wow. to George Clooney? few times. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So tell us what Keeping tell us up a, with the coals. I All mean right. we we have limited time, but right, sure. I mean Here's tell, a, tell us a little bit about what's exciting with you, Courtney. Okay. Well, um there's lots of stuff that's exciting with me, but I've been invited to a lot of cool things that are happening around here. Oh, really? Here. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I might uh, mention some of those. Like for instance, tomorrow. This is your build-up music. It's now time for your weekly community calendar, brought to you by the Chrysler Building in Independence. Here's Courtney Cole. See, there you go. Thank you. It's so nice. You know, I love it. It's, I know it's a Chrysler Building, but I may have told them to say it wrong. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Colin. Very nice intro. Thank you. So uh, tomorrow at 5.30 at uh, 600 East 8th Street, which I have no idea exactly where that is, um, the Greater Kansas City Women's Political Caucus are going to be having a fundraiser. So if anybody wants to stop by there. When is that? That's tomorrow at 5.30. I'll put it right over here. And then I'll make sure that it's dealt with appropriately. Let's see. Then on uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock at the Islamic Society of Greater Kansas City, there is going to be a candidate forum for the Kansas City, Missouri City Council election. Um, Then we've got, okay, you guys, we need to take a second for this one. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is going to take place, this event will take place next Wednesday. Okay. Next Wednesday. Next okay. Wednesday. So make sure your schedule is clear. That's the 25th. And that you're there because... Here, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's let's do this appropriately, okay? And I'm looking at my calendar okay. right now. We interrupt your program with breaking news. Here's Courtney Cole. Next Wednesday, March 25th at 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock at Tim's Pizza here in Independence. Senator Lavota will be having a birthday celebration fundraiser. Mm. The public is invited to attend... And I hope that you all will. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So there's already a lot of people that have RSVP'd. This is going to be a great celebration. I have uh, my entire staff from Jefferson City is coming up. They are? Mm-hmm. All right. That's nice. Is it? You know oh, what, what we need? I... You know what we need? And you know what we're missing at Chris's fundraiser? A birthday cake. Why have oh, we not had a birthday cake? I, well, it's my gluten intolerance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I wasn't supposed to bring that up. I'm so sorry, Chris. That's all right. Jeez. Well, yeah. listen, I'm just going to continue with this because I really feel very bad, and I don't want to continue talking about that. <laughs> so on um, Thursday, next Thursday, a week from today, uh, they will be up in the Clinton County Courthouse Community Room. All up in it. All up in there. The Clinton County Missouri Democrats are having their second annual Truman Tough Potluck. Well, I want to get oh, up cool. in that. Yeah. And um, I, th- I was a speaker, I think. It says second annual, but I think a couple of years ago I was a speaker. Would that uh, mean that I was the first speaker? You, yeah, that's cool. Uh, about Woo-hoo. maybe yeah. five years ago I was a speaker at their breakfast. The Clinton County folks oh, are good folks. They are good folks, yep. yes. And they always invite me to their events, and I love it. And They're it's all good people. named after Chelsea Clinton, which a lot of people don't know. Really? Yeah. I, I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Clinton County? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's, you know, Old. the former vice president, the former governor of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his name was Henry Clinton or maybe President Clinton, but actually it was Chelsea. It was Clinton. Chelsea. Yeah. So they named it after her before she was even yeah, isn't that weird? conceived. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
technology. I, I I'm blown away. Yeah. Completely blown away. Well, listen, that's really all that's going on. Okay. So, uh, but what's going on? I've what's been but what's to. going on with you though? Um, I've got a lot going on. Um, I have, of course, been. Um, I went on. I guess it was Tuesday to Jefferson City, and uh, I wasn't there for political reasons, which was weird, to be honest. Yeah, that was a little strange. Um, Instead, I was going down and was doing training on uh, NAP credits. And so that's uh, the Neighborhood Assistance Program that it goes through the state, and uh, nonprofit organizations can then apply for these tax credits, um, and then they're able to offer them to their donors. Uh, usually businesses then will contribute, and then anything that they contribute, uh, they will either get 50% or, depending upon the program, up to 75% back off their state taxes. So it's a great program because um, it puts the money back into the communities where it's needed um, and some of the the neediest, it provides for some of the neediest um, in the communities. And so it's such a great program and it also offers that opportunity for businesses to be able to have um, an incentive there to to take a tax write-off and uh, I hope to see it continue. They had talked about at the workshop that there was the conversation of it sunsetting uh, in the future. But after talking, uh, then we went up, we did go up to the Capitol uh, and met with both our representatives, um, Representative T.J. Berry and also Rep- Representative Joe Domaga. Luckily, um, Representative Berry was in his office and was able to talk to us. Uh, we missed both of our senators as well. But anyway... Uh, that's all that really has been going on. We talked well, to them about the importance of keeping them. I, I was hoping you'd talk maybe a bit, and I, we're going to get some audio clips from this in the future. Mm-hmm. Is it your, You spoke oh, yeah. at, the, at the Kansas City Oasis. Yeah. I showed up. Yes. Chris, oh. what, Chris was not there. I was not there, no. Yeah. So, I, you know, I did maybe that. maybe that's why Courtney didn't show up when you were talked to the NAIA. I had no <laughs> idea I dissed you at the yeah. KC Oasis. My apologies. Yeah, I was like looking for you. We I'm talked like, about it Chris? on this very podcast. Yes. Did they have gluten there? Uh, yes. That's yeah, why was I wasn't there. They had he donuts. Was awesome. Yeah, Boy. I did. I spoke uh, this past weekend, and thank you, Senator, for coming. I really appreciated you you being there as well, my inter- friend. Interesting uh, uh, topic. Your the name of your speech was was how uh what i won when i lost my election oh that's a great topic that's good yeah i like that yeah and so there were did you want me to talk about yeah just maybe a few highlights of it sure well you know whenever i lost my election i think that um I put a lot of pressure on myself. You know, it was a a difficult thing. But at the same time, uh, it really made me question what I was doing and what was important to me. And I really felt that, you know, one day you're you're going, going, going. You have all these aspirations in being elected and um, being able to represent the people who, of course, have been showing you support along the campaign trail. And then the next day, there's just nothing, you know. Uh, when you lose an election, it's like you don't, you can't go anywhere then with those things. And that's kind of how I felt at first. But, uh, but then I had people like Senator Lavota and, and people like Mayor Whiting here who, (laughs) very good. Yeah. Thank you very much. Who believed in me, you know, and gave me a chance and um, allowed me then the opportunity to resign from teaching um, and jump out there and take a chance at um, a career then with something that I'm passionate about. And by being able to do that, then um, I've learned so much and have gained so much confidence, too, in understanding that 
Sometimes losing uh, doesn't mean that you have to stop, that you can continue to do the things that you wanted to and that you had planned if you stay involved. And as I said on Sunday, uh, there's a lot of losers out there. You know, there's a lot more losers than there are winners. Yeah. Look at this room. Right. (laughs) No, I don't think you guys are losers. Anyway, so... um, you know, if the if the losers were to stay involved and continue, and those who won were to be accepting of them and, and even ask them to get involved, um, I think that we would see a different democracy. Even so, well, I I th- there was a couple things that I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, first, listen to this quote, Chris. Okay. People feel frustrated because we feel our voices aren't being heard, only because our voices aren't being heard. <laughs> That was a great quote. That was a great quote. Thanks. I got to use that somewhere. And then you you mentioned this uh, technique called HALT, mm-hmm. H-A-L-T. And I thought that was very interesting. Yes. I've already used it this week. Oh, good. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired is Try what to it be all three. For. Try to be all of those if you can at the same time. No, tell, tell <laughs> us really what it means. Um, so, you know, people are often um, getting to like a defensive mode or – Um, If they're not taking care of their needs, then often they will, um, you know, maybe respond negatively. Um, And so you have to kind of understand that whenever and to your for yourself, you know, if you find yourself doing those things, then you kind of have to halt. You have to kind of stop and ask yourself, you know, is it because I'm hungry? Do I need to just get a snack or something? Uh, Am I angry about something? And I'm here I am taking it out on something else. But it's really that I need to deal with this. Um, am I lonely? You know, is there is there something that's missing there that you need to be able to fulfill? Uh, or are you just tired? You know, and my mom always, she actually taught me this all through my growing up. And she always said, you know, sleep's a weapon. You need to sleep because it's so important for rejuvenating your whole body and, and way you function. Um, and it will help yeah. you. I was going to mention this. When I uh, Last week I was able to go to Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. And one of the speakers at the conference I was at was Arianna Huffington. Cool. And her oh. message was people need to sleep more. There you go. Tell you what, that's news I can use. I am not a good sleeper and I fight it. I stay up I do for too. no, I, I don't say no reason, but I, I know I should go to bed and right. then I find other things to mm-hmm. do. I well, I'm why. a night night owl and I'm an early bird. So it's like, you know, I mean, I would I say early, but I get up at like 630 every morning. But I don't go to sleep sometimes till 1 yeah. You know, one third. So I'm really cutting myself short it's there. It's hard when you got you have a lot to do. Right. You have to look for those opportunities to rest. Yeah. Like me during the weekly news roundup when Chris speaks, <laughs> those are the times. Right. You're always nodding he's talking off. about right. he was in charge of a meeting or something at one point. <laughs> it gives me an opportunity to take a little rest. Very good. Well, let's give him an opportunity maybe to rest, and you can share with us what you've been up oh, to, yeah. Senator. Oh, oh yeah. thank God. <laughs> Snooze it up. He does snore loud, so we'll know if he's really asleep. <laughs> He really does. It's a problem. Okay, so I was able to go to a conference in D.C. um, for the Credit Union Association, Credit Union National Association. Cool. And um, a good opportunity to learn a little bit about how we can um, help our members with their uh, financial security. Uh, Had a great opportunity to meet with Senator McCaskill when I was there. Uh, Went to the breakfast for Senator Blunt as well. Was able to um, go with my friends from Kansas and um, see Senator Pat Roberts and Senator Jerry Moran as, as they spoke to the group. Um, the House of Representatives was not in session. And uh, so we met with staffers from uh, Congressman Cleaver, Congressman Graves, Congressman Yoder. And uh, interesting to see how um, that works. Had, 
what was neat also about um, going to D.C. some friends I, that I haven't seen. I had lunch with uh, Enrique Sherrod, who is um, with the National Council of La Raza. And uh, he does uh, some marketing there for them. He's from Kansas City, good Kansas City guy. Oh, and they're like bringing that. their national um, convention here to Kansas City. Cool. So he gave me uh, uh, like a Kansas City thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I came all the DC, all the way to DC. <laughs> you gave me a Kansas City thing. Yeah. I um, uh, was able to uh, uh, spend a little bit of time with former uh, state representative Don Calloway. He and I were in the house together. I like Don. Um, yeah. And uh, now he's in DC. Uh, working for Anheuser Busch. Oh, very good. And oh. their government relations. Great. Um, so that that it's neat to go to D.C. and have some have some uh, good folks there. And, and that the the conference, um, Ariana Huffington was very interesting. There's lots of congressmen that were there, um, and Ari Fletcher. Ugh. So he was also speaking. Oh wow! Yeah, and Bernie Sanders. Oh, Bernie Sanders was there. Yeah, too. I was right. really excited Bernie when he Sanders, told me he was there. He he was. Probably the best. Yeah. Then, um, really, the most important thing was I was able to watch a good speaker at Kansas City Oasis. That was was great. (laughs) My brother? Yeah. Your brother's (laughs) brother? Your brother did a a great job. Um, Had a very, very busy and productive uh, week in Jefferson City. Very successful one, yeah. I think successful. Uh, Moves a lot of issues forward, which is is always the goal. Uh, Had a... Nice meeting with the uh, folks from the Kansas City Civic Council. Um, at that meeting, I got a few compliments about uh, the town hall meeting with Mayor Weir. And they oh, enjoyed watching it. Oh, they good. said, we didn't know you were quite the broadcaster. <laughs> oh, they had no idea. Yeah. They must have heard the podcast before then. No. <laughs> wow. It took me a little bit to catch on. But uh, so that was that was good. So that's online, too, on, on YouTube. To, mm-hmm. to watch that. Yeah. And then go to your website and find it, paullavota.com. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I had hearings on some very important bills this week. First was, what? Was I, did I move on too quickly with that? <laughs> no, that you're uncrunching the paper that you had used <laughs> earlier to, to write down your appointment. The yeah. honoring. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I had a bill um, to. Um, make the amber alert system into the amber and silver alert system that would uh, benefit really uh, really any endangered individual but primarily this is a focus on senior citizens mm. um, who may have alzheimer who wander away the alzheimer's association of missouri say that one in three alzheimer's patients wander away oh my gosh and so it's a scary situation mm-hmm. so the idea was to put um the same type of system that when we see an amber alert that would that we would have the same thing. That's great. Um, Howard Cook of uh, Independence. Um, actually, he may not be an Independence. He may be an unincorporated uh, Jackson County. But okay. he's he, from the 11th District. He was down there. Um, he His wife, um, he lost his wife this way. Oh, no. she She's an Alzheimer's patient mm-hmm. and wandered away from their vacation home in war, on uh, um, Truman, no, uh, Mark Twain Lake? Mark Truman Twain. Lake. Truman Lake. Truman Lake. Truman Lake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, down there in Warsaw. Okay. That's Lake, right? I remember the story. Yeah, and so he was there, and he's really done a great job in the last two years advocating for this. And, you know, as he says, you know, this won't certainly won't bring my wife back, but it will help a lot of people in the future. So That's good, um, mm-hmm. That's great. Very, that's, that's good stuff Very there. positive there. Had on the, uh, a uh, hearing on my bill that would ask the Department of Labor to set guidelines for pay equality. Do you know if you knew this? But women don't get paid as much as men. 
Patricia Arquette told me that when I watched the Oscars. That's right. Yeah. She she must have read my bill. Um, <laughs> about 71% of, of what men make. Um, it's a little higher in Jackson County, but uh, that means uh, only 71 cents to the dollars what women make. There's a reason for that, and we need to have those guidelines to make sure the employers are um, um, advocating and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yay! yay. Um, so I had uh, some very positive uh, support for that bill. Um, every labor union, the city of Kansas City testified in favor of it. The city of St. Louis, which I thought was oh, that's great. great, that's wonderful. And, and the Women's Foundation, um, uh, great group. The, the director of that group came and really put all the facts together, and it was great. great. Uh, the Missouri, um, um, wh- which which group was it? The Chamber of Commerce. No, the Chamber of Commerce. They. Oh, no. It was the Associated Industries of of Missouri. They're against everything. Mm -hmm. I think this guy, he's down there, and he just wants to, he testifies. And, you know, anything that would, heaven forbid, make a business treat someone fairly, he'd be against. The Missouri uh, Chamber testified on informational purposes. And, uh, you know, I've had meetings with them, and... um, they are interested in a few tweaks to the bill, and then they'll be in support of it. So we're working on oh, that good. to get them on board. Um, then I had a, a hearing to increase the Missouri's minimum wage to $10 an hour. Um, that Great. is, This is a, a real uh, economic development tool that we can use to boost many um, uh, Missouri workers up to a to, uh, higher wage. It would help those folks be above poverty, help those folks not have to take uh, government subsidies for health care and food stamps and all, all the rest of it. Many businesses such as Costco or The Gap and Walmart have decided that they're going to raise their employees up because they know it's better for them yeah. in good. the long run. That's good. Um, so we should we should take the lead on that, and that's what that bill does. Um, you know, uh, the president put it best when if you think it's um, you, if you think it's okay to work 40 hours a week, and get paid minimum wage, try to live on less than $15,000 a year, Yeah, um, which is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, these jobs, um, there's many people working full-time in minimum wage, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. time to bring that up. It's good for the economy. It's actually good for business, too. Uh, the Missouri Chamber was against that, and so was the Associated Industries of, a, <laughs> of, of Missouri. But the uh, labor unions um, and... Uh, also, people who are interested in real economic development testified in favor of that. So I was very happy with that. Um, those were all on the same day, as long as my next bill. Um, I had to test, uh, testify or, or present a bill that would uh, add nonviolent charges to the expungement process in Missouri. So what that means right now in the state of Missouri, let's say that in... When you're a teenager, you smoked some marijuana and you had a Why a, are you looking at me? Charge. <laughs> now, I know it wasn't you. I've known you that long. Okay. There's no there's no process now to ever get that expunged off your record. So I talk to constituents who say I can't get a job because it's still on there. Mm-hmm. And to me, not those those nonviolent things should be have a process. It should be expungement worthy. Yes, I agree. And so after 20 years. Um, they're they're able with my bill for my bills passed after 20 years they're able to, to petition a judge to get that off their record um not really off their record it's not doesn't completely disappear 
but it would uh, not have to be there as, as accessible they, as they're trying to um, get employment and everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, there are there were four other expungement bills heard that that same day, different mm-hmm. versions from different senators. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine's the most conservative of them all. I think it's the most fair. But uh, I was very happy that the Judiciary Committee um, Recognized talked about this yeah. issue because right. um, we we don't have it at all, and other states do, and it just makes sense to, to be fair to those who have um, paid their debt to society, moved on, have a productive life, not have to have this carrying carry around them sure. forever. Um, and the last thing I'll, I'll mention is today was um, a Medicaid expansion rally day in the Capitol, and uh, the proponents of of the uh, Medicaid expansion, well, as they say, just advocates from all over urge the legislature to do their job and expand Medicaid. Um, they had uh, they were all over the building. They were walking around the floor, uh, the third floor, and they were singing uh, songs um, and uh, cool. chanting and and not really being very disruptive. More of uh, like they kept singing, "I'm gonna let it shine." So they're just I'm demonstrating. Let it shine. Yeah, doing that. Yeah. And, uh, Don't let anyone <laughs> it out. Uh, I'm gonna let it shine. In <laughs> oh, fact, yeah. I, in fact, <laughs> Don't let anyone. Who? Somebody, um, somebody <laughs> even on the Twitter said they noticed me walking down, talking to them, oh. singing. Were you singing I'm too? I'm gonna let it shine. All right. Yeah. Let it. It's a lovely so, song. Um, I can just picture like this musical breakout in the middle of the rotunda. Well, they were walking around. They were walking Flash around off. the floor, yeah. which was even better. They're dancing and singing. Now here's what, here's what the 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 troublesome part of it. We were supposed to go uh, into session at ten. We didn't go in until eleven fifteen because the protesters were there. The other oh. senators didn't want to go to oh, the floor they because were scared the protesters to see were, there. They were Were they scared? Aww. I don't know. This is this is why we were told we were people. To be completely fair, this is what the rumors were and why we were delayed in going to session, because they were there. Well, didn't last time the House all run to the Farm Bureau? <clears throat> yeah. Um, they, I forget they what They disappeared. Issue that was. It was Medicaid expansion. Was that? It was, was that the year was? before. Mm-hmm. And they just dismissed and left the whole building. Um, so, uh, to me, I found it very, very frustrating. Right. And so, on the floor today, I did a point of personal privilege, and I said that these people are protesting and they are here because we're not listening to them, and we should have this debate. And I even mentioned that um, some of my colleagues who are adamantly against Medicaid expansion have told me personally they're okay having the debate about it. Mm-hmm. Then let's do that. Yeah. If you're you. so great, if you want to reject 300,000 people not have health care, if you want to reject federal money coming back and building our economy, if you want to do that, then I'm all ready to have that debate on the Senate floor for the people to see where their uh, public officials um, are. But, of course, it hasn't happened yet. So hmm. I kind of um, spent my time in a uh, point of personal privilege in the Senate as you get to speak on things that are um, important to you as a senator. So I spent a, uh, a few minutes to talk about this. Is, hey, guys, the reason that they're out there is because we're not doing our job. Yeah. Um, Excellent. So continue to be the voice for all of us. Well, Thank and, you. And I yes. think I think the, the protest, you know, Protests have got such a bad name since, um, you know, the Ferguson and they're, they've even been called riots. But th- these people were just walking around and there was lots of them, but they were walking around with their T-shirts and their and their signs singing, I'm going to let it shine. Mm-hmm. How is that a bad thing? I saw pictures on social media. It looked like a big group there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, there were a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Great success. I'm going to let it shine. Okay, I'm we won't do that. Let it shine. We won't, we won't <laughs> yeah. do that. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing all, all my good close friends at the uh, Independence uh, Chamber of Commerce tomorrow morning. Um, probably see the councilman over there. Why? What? I'm talking about BNT. But and then uh, I'm able. I'm presenting a uh, resolution for the cheerleaders of Fort Osage who won like a national contest. Hey, good for them. So that's that's kind of neat. Go Indians. Yeah. And well, he he always takes it. And then uh, next week is what they call legislative spring break, where everyone gets Woo! to be back home. So I'm yeah. glad to be. I'll be spending week. my time in Independence. Another with birthday week. My uh, family. My daughter Megan has her own college spring break, so she'll be back home and oh, good. look forward to seeing all my good close friends at uh, uh, the uh, on the 25th at Tim's Pizza. That's going to be heck yeah. You I tell will. you what's going to be. It's going to be delicious. I love their pizza. So um, that's really what's been going on with me. All right. Sounds good. Great week. I mean, do we have anything else to add? Do we? Well, I just want to say this has been a great show. <laughs> you really think so? I do. I really do. <laughs> okay. I'll, I maybe need to halt because I'm tired already. <laughs> maybe hungry. But today is also St. Joseph's Day, which uh, typically I would go with my father to the St. Joseph table. He usually had one in his house. But oh, yes. Kind of a sad day for that. That's but, bittersweet. Yeah. But it's a Sicilian holiday. So All right. Woo-hoo. Congratulations to us. Anything else, Chris? No, we've just done a heck of a job. program has been produced by Courtney Cole, Chris Whiting, and Paul Lavoda. All rights reserved. Thanks again for listening to Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavoda. Contact Paul on Twitter at Paul Lavoda or by email at votelavoda at hotmail.com with your comments or for syndication. Join us next week for more Dialogue. 